you don't have to be in a rush to learn something new or keep learning. Look at the skill sets that you have that already exist in you. I think that that is the that is your unique strength. Hi everyone, welcome to the HDFU podcast where every episode I interview artists, designers, photographers and creative folks about their relationships with their creativity with new episodes bi-weekly. So today I have Winnie here. Hi, Hi. Winnie. Hello, thank you for having here. Uh, oh. Having here, <laughs> yes. I, I bought skate. I just bought skate. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you for having me here today. Yes, how are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm on like three hours of sleep. And I taught a workshop this morning. What so workshop? Yeah, my modern Kinski workshop. Wow. Okay, today um, I invited you here just to want to talk about your business and how you approach creativity as a person. So can you tell me more about yourself? Um, hi everyone, I'm Winnie. So uh, I currently hold two brands. One is Gold and Behold where I'm a modern Kinsugi artist so basically I am the, the modern one oh, <laughs> I'm the modern day Garanguni that fixes broken things back together with gold and um, I'm also a life coach at Brilliant Beings so for life coaching um, I coach more on um, entrepreneurs and their branding journey mm-hmm. so what inspired you to start this creative business <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, she she has to control her breathing. No, I have to who see off the mic because I'm very conscious of my who see the thing. Yeah, what was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> so when did you start breathing? <laughs> Thirty years ago. <laughs> okay, so when did you start this creative business? Okay, when did I start this creative yeah. business? Uh, for Go and Behold, I started it um six years ago. It was actually my creative outlet to heal from depression. Ah, okay. So how do you discover this, your passion and this creative endeavor? Um, I was working, six years ago, I was working advertising. Mm -hmm. So young, naive, but passionate. And after working in advertising, there was a bit of, not say a bit, but um, there was a major misalignment in the things that I'm doing and the things that I want to do. So, um, I really have to control my breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel so out of breath. It's okay. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, yeah, young and naive uh, in the advertising world. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, there was a major misalignment because... Uh, the things that I'm appointed to do, right, mm. is like bank ads, insurance ads, things that I'm not super interested in. Mm. And when um, I'm not interested in certain things, I really cannot sell things that I don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a major misalignment and I fell into depression. So you're telling me that you have not bought an insurance until now? La. I, I do, but that was because <laughs> the insurance brand, uh, my sister used to work at the uh, insurance company. Mm. That's why I trusted that company. But the insurance company that I'm advertising for mm-hmm. is not the insurance company that I use. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, user loyalty is very important. Yes. Yeah, so I couldn't like, I just couldn't sell things that 
I don't believe in or the brands that I don't believe in. But I love to do things like uh, advocating for breast cancer awareness and things like that, which mm. in the advertising company business point of view, of course, that's just like not the money-making part of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm passionate in social services and things like that. So that's mm. the major misalignment. Oh, yep. okay. So why did you, I mean, you could have just started as a social worker if you wanted to, right? I never realized my love and my passion for talking, uh, like being a voice for people with mental wellness and mental health issues after I had depression. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what happened during your depression? During my depression, um, so I actually, what happens was that I, I just didn't feel like going to work. I was always very late for work. I just, uh, when I work, I wake up, I feel that there's no purpose in life. So I went to see a GP, not knowing that it could potentially mm. can be depression. I mean, like, at that point of time, six, seven years ago, um, the stigma of depression is pretty strong. Mm. And my concept and understanding of depression is like, you know, when you watch like Channel 8, <laughs> mm. oh. <laughs> those, those kind uh. of things and, you know, the, the, the unnice names that uh, people address people with like mental health issues. So mm. uh, I, I wasn't expecting myself to be diagnosed with depression by my mm. GP. So he gave me like uh, two weeks MC. Mm. And when I went back to work, um, I got pulled aside at uh, during work. And mm. my manager asked me, like, hey, why are you taking so much MCs? Then I'm like, oh, um, I'm just diagnosed with depression. And he was like, oh, why are you depressed? Just come on and drink, fast, my, uh, drink with us more mm. often. And then I'm like, what is going on? And then mm. I told another colleague. And my another colleague was like, my mom also has depression. It's all in your mind. Mm. So, like, you wouldn't tell these type of things to, like, for example, someone with brain cancer. Mm-hmm. But you would say these type of things to people with depression because, like, the stigma is there. And sometimes people also use depression as an excuse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, the lines get very blurred. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? No, I'm looking at your questions. Uh-huh. Did I answer your question? I forgot yeah, you said your question. You, you did, you did, you did. Uh, okay, I tell you a little story about six years ago, how I started going before. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's why I'm looking at the oh, questions. Oh, <laughs> great. So, uh, yeah, six years ago, I first started with concrete wear. So I made mm. concrete wear straight out of my home's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you freaking imagine? <laughs> I'm already depressed. Yeah. And I hide myself in the home's, you know, the tiny HDB bathroom that mm. is not huge, right? It's just mm. like one toilet bowl. It's mm. really just right beside the toilet bowl. Mm. And I crafted concrete wares because that's the only space I have to contain all the cement fumes mm. because I couldn't do it at the living room. Mm. Doing it at void there is a bit suspicious. La. So, mm. yes. toilet is the only the choice, right? Exactly. <laughs> People thought, I, I don't know. La. Yeah, so that was that. And I did that for about one year. Mm. Then I moved on to, uh, I was a perfectionist. So whenever I make like, when people order one concrete trace, mm. I'll do like three to four different concrete trays wow. and pick the most perfect looking one mm-hmm. to send it out. Mm-hmm. So when my dad saw me doing things this way, he was like, if you run your business this way, you're not going to earn money. Mm. 
But okay. I had a full time job like, I still had my advertising job mm. Isn't it so, stressful How you manage? Oh, the, the, the orders was not a lot Oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Like maybe one month One month is like One two orders That kind oh, But okay. I'll make like A few versions of it So That was quite a lot of time like. So I, I spent Like weekdays I work right mm. My weekends were for my brand Wait Advertising got weekends uh? Sometimes don't have, that's why. Sometimes don't have, yeah. She most of the time don't have. And mm. we don't get paid OT. Yes, <laughs> we don't get paid OT. Great question. Yeah, 4A is what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want me to continue a full story of the brand story? I want you to say everything, whatever you have. <laughs> okay, okay. So that was the first, that was the first one yeah. or two years uh, for going Behold, right? Mm. And then, yes, after my dad said the, yeah, uh, too much time and effort, too much material cost, and not gonna earn money this way. Um, I moved on to curating home decor. Mm. So it's like, you know, importing goods, curating mm. and importing, thinking that, eh, just take picture and then post online and sell on it. Mm. Sounds pretty easy, right? But mm. what happens is that um, when a shipment comes, there's a lot of defective goods. There's oh, a lot of broken okay, goods. Okay, okay. Or like uh, goods that are not, uh, it that doesn't pass my QC. Mm. Yeah, or like the color tones a bit cha cha and things like that, right? Mm. So um, that's why I have a lot of overstock at home. Mm. So I did that for like two years maybe, and I moved on again. Mm. So you can imagine how much things I have at home. Mm. Until now, <laughs> seriously, until now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now that I have a studio space, I yeah. I, I haven't gotten around packing it. So yeah, uh, seeing it here so that I I, I hold myself accountable. <laughs> <laughs> And then I moved on again. So I moved on uh. to this another medium called uh, Jasmineite. So What's it's that? this, uh, uh. it's almost similar to concrete, uh. but um, more eco-friendly and sustainable. Mm. So you can make like terrazzo uh, specs, trays and whatnot using that. Mm. Yeah, pretty, pretty, I mean, uh, pretty famous now in Singapore, but actually I was one of the very first few makers in Singapore to make Jasmineite wares. And I have to directly import it from UK. Mm. But what happens is that uh, it was circuit breaker period. Mm. So a lot of people are quite free at home, right? Mm. So they saw what I was doing. Mm. They got their own sources and uh, 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 sources of the the material as well. And they started crafting, mm-hmm. which is fine because I mm-hmm. don't own that material, right? Yes. Like concrete, jasmine, I don't own them. But mm. what happens is that there were a lot of replications. So mm. I love to create... Um, unique things right mm-hmm. and unique products unique look and feel color tones and whatnot but uh, all these things got replicated mm. so my product designs my product photography mm. even my website description wow. yeah so that was very very intense mm-hmm. and um, the other brand has a much bigger team mm-hmm. and uh, for context I'm running Go and Behold alone so uh, it was very very stressful period and like the replication doesn't only it's isn't even limited to like Singapore brands and whatnot. Mm, mm. Like people overseas were replicating similar stuff. Mm. Yeah, I have this one um very top selling item that I have is like um I replaced Terrazzo specs with uh seashells mm. because that is uh you know HDB the mosaic floss. Yeah. There's a bit of reflective look like seashell that kind, right? Uh-huh. So I replicated that mm. uh, using seashells on uh, as terrazzo specs. Mm. But that got replicated 
as so, well. <laughs> oh, everything copy you. Yeah, yeah. And and that was the very first thing that people started replicating and mm. it was just non-stop. Mm. So I, I feel that I became other people's Pinterest bot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, it's then, okay to take inspiration. You are the trendsetter already, right? I am, but it's very hard for people to track who the originator is. You know, ah, like for TikTok okay, dancers okay. and whatnot, it just mm. spreads, right? Mm. And people don't know who the originator is. And I feel that, oh, now back to something. Now now I con- I'm, I connected the dots because like human design projectors, mm. we need to be recognized. Okay. And I feel that I didn't get recognized for my ideas mm-hmm. and for my unique ideas mm-hmm. and I wasn't credited mm-hmm. that's why maybe I felt so sucky inside also okay yeah like I mean if you are inspired and you credit mm. or you drop me a DM saying that hey um, I really like this look and feel can I um, adapt your design in my own way mm-hmm. that's totally fine Mm-hmm. But if you replicate and you don't credit the originator and you just pretend it's yours, that's not right. Mm. Yeah. So um. And the person who copied you is based in Singapore as well. Yeah. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's difficult to manage because of social media. Yeah, so but I mean, um, just be. What's that word that I like to use? What's that? Courtesy manners. Ethical, 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 ethical. Okay. Yeah. So like the this this medium, this material is eco friendly, but mm. the the industry itself is pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. And then um, what happens is that my depression came back, my anxiety came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when I sleep, right, I will clench my fist mm. subconsciously, and I'll have nail marks on on my palm when I wake up in the morning. Mm. Yeah, and I grind my teeth as well. So mm. I'll wake up with like very sore jaw. Mm. And that's the point that uh, I realized that, hey, this brand is supposed to be a creative outlet. Mm. And it's the very thing that is bringing me all this stresses and, and, mm. and anxiety again. So I think it's time to stop. Mm. Yeah. So um, when I stopped, I think I stopped for three months. Mm. And then um, I played with modern Kintsugi by myself. Mm-hmm. So because we cannot fly to Japan because it's still circuit breaker period, right? Yes. And one thing to add is that during the Jasmineite days, um, I'm really full-time on Go and Be Home. Ah, so okay, imagine okay, the okay. impact. Wow, it's like stress. COVID, yeah. COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, only source of income, mm-hmm. but it's impacted because um, competitors or replicators sell low-quality stuff at low prices mm-hmm. but they replicated your design mm-hmm. so yeah you can imagine how much it impacted the brand and also my own mental wellness mm-hmm. yeah so where was I oh yeah and then I moved on because remember I have a lot of broken stuff okay yeah <laughs> from my yeah from my uh-huh. curated home decor dish right mm. I have a lot of defective goods one day I just took my great-grandfather's hammer he was mm. a crafter as well mm. I took my great-grandfather's hammer started smashing things mm-hmm. in hopes to fix them back together mm-hmm. yeah so, so I self-learned the whole modern kintsugi thing also because in Singapore no one was teaching it well done <laughs> I'm such a self-learner. <laughs> yeah, self-learner. I also self-learner. Everybody self-learner. Yeah, so one thing is that um, the very first time mm. I fixed the broken pieces together, right, I was mm. using another kind of glue. I held broken pieces, two broken pieces for one full hour. 
it didn't stick back. Mm. But one thing to know is that if you come for a workshop, I'm using another kind of glue now. I just hold for one minute, it'll stick already. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how I started mm. um, my modern Kinsugi journey. Mm. But I think practice uh, practice makes you better. Yep. Yeah, I don't Definitely. believe practice makes you perfect, but practice makes you better. Yeah, and some people don't. They don't experiment with things. Mm. They just ask for things. Mm-hmm. Like, they will see that, oh, you figure this out. They're like, how, 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 how. Mm. What's the material used, blah, 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 and they demand it from you. Mm. Like during the Jasmine like days, a lot of uh, similar stuffs happen. Like, uh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Like, I'm not obligated to tell you all these yeah, things. Yeah, you're not obligated. Right. Yeah. But they demand. Mm. And I want to be a nice person, mm. but I'm suffering internally because, like, I'm entitled to keep my own secrets to myself, right? <laughs> yeah, I think um, if they really want to learn as a creative, they should enjoy the process and find out the process. Yes. I mean, yes. they can ask, um, you can reply or not reply, but if you do really reply, you don't really need them to give them the whole process. Then true. process, right? Then where's the fun for them? True, 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 true. Right. Then yeah. Then no point really, right? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, what strategies do you use to brand, to build your brand awareness and attract your first customers? I don't have any strategies. I just really mm-hmm. do whatever the hell I feel like doing and want to do. Mm-hmm. But in the very beginning, um, six years ago, when I was selling like concrete wares, I didn't tell people about my brand. Like I, mm. I tell, but it's a bit paisé, paisé that kind. It's mm. very different from now. Like I will just brand plug wherever yeah, now, now you're not pie yeah. yeah, now we wear shameless yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think so suddenly just like it's a it's a, it's a trait that I feel uh, is good for business owners to have mm. because um, how are you going to know who will like your things mm. if you don't say about it yes like it's, sometimes it's not people don't want to buy or no people want to support you mm. it's because they don't even know that you're doing this mm. yeah so it's just building awareness mm-hmm. but not hard selling mm-hmm. yeah so I don't really have a strategy until now mm-hmm. I just do whatever the fuck I want to do mm-hmm. and that's why like Go and Behold became like you know selling concrete stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> to creating home decor <laughs> just when I now Modern Kisugi which I think Modern Kisugi is actually a full circle for Go and Behold because like is using gold. Mm. And six years ago, Go and Behold was already called Go and Behold. Mm. So like you can see that correlation that uh, that happens. Mm. And when you look back, actually the stars are alignment. All this like copying, all this like depression was supposed to happen to mm. lead me here. Yes. Yeah. So yes. That's, that's the key takeaway from this. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So what are your best clients? I love working with big brands. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we hosted a workshop for Lueve before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like luxury bags and whatnot, right? I love it. Um, we did workshops for National Gallery as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, for Breast Cancer Awareness, we did for NKF also, which I think that is really nice because uh, using Kinsuki, mm. you can advocate about a lot of causes. You yes. can advocate about depression, mm. uh, about breast cancer awareness, and about like, um, and care patients as well. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's just an art form, mm. but there's many ways to use it to advocate things, which mm. that's why I really love it. Mm. 
But do you do like uh, if you say that you don't really promote, right? Do you do networking for your business and building connections? I don't really do that as well because actually, right? Uh, it's a funny thing. Like only recently, I know about my human design, and I mm. realized that I'm actually not supposed to do these things. Also, <laughs> not supposed to be like networking, hard mm. selling. I don't like. Mm. I always feel that when when people want. Mm. Uh, and are interested in your brand, they will come to you. Mm. And also because I say to go mm. and like reach out to people. Like I will just mm. uh share about my brand. Mm. And then um so I don't do like cold emailings, cold mm. calling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't do that and never do that. And I'm also very scared to do that. Mm. <laughs> like like why do you want to disturb people in that yeah. email inbox? I, I also <laughs> find it very difficult for me to hard sell my, yeah. my shoes or whatever shit. I will I mean, feel like an in, uninvited guest. Yeah, if they yeah. want it, they'll take it, right? Yeah. And I feel that when, sometimes when you um, approach people, right, and maybe the affinity is not there, yeah. and just trying to push things, and sometimes the work relationship wouldn't be that well as well. Mm. Then might as well you don't try. So I'm lucky enough that um, all these brands that I've worked with, that um, I hosted corporate workshops or collaborated with, they all found me eventually. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm really just doing everything that I want to do and mm. I love to do and the brand just came. Mm. Do you yeah. ask them where, how they found you? I do. So sometimes they found me on Instagram. Mm. Yeah, usually on Instagram or like Google search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yellow so, pages. <laughs> yellow pages <laughs> I think a lot of people don't know yellow pages but I still know I still know uh, I, did I just expose my own age <laughs> uh, yeah maybe the uh, the dancing ren okay okay when dancing ren you all don't know yellow pages that means you are considered very young <laughs> yeah it's the yellow book that the police use at the uh, Canterman Road and the hammer <laughs> okay okay what tips do you have for aspiring creative entrepreneurs regarding networking and building connections if they want to start a business? I think um, find like-minded people mm. in your circle. Like, for example, you're, if you're a photographer, then you can, you know, when you scroll on IG, maybe you can search mm. hashtag mm. photographers of SG. Mm. And then you try and make a few friends because I think previously when I was crafting uh, Jasmineite stuff, like, I made a lot of maker friends mm. Uh and the initial conversations are always through DM. Mm. So, for example, if you're a photographer and you aspiring photographer and you really like this certain Singaporean photographer style and whatnot, mm. just drop him or her DM saying that, hey, I really love your works and mm. um, I'm an uh, aspiring uh, photographer. Uh, can we connect uh, and things like that? Mm. Yeah, so... You see, you also need to be a bit whole and pee. If yeah. you want things, right? Mm. Yeah. But I don't do that. La. <laughs> but, I mean, I I, if, I, if I like certain mm. people's work, then I just say like, oh, I really love your works and see how the conversation flows. Mm. But I wouldn't be like, hey, can you share your tips and tricks? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's very personal, right? So mm. just just say hi. If you admire this one person and mm. his or her work, you just say hi and you compliment the person mm. and then see where the conversation leads you to. Mm. Yeah, don't be rude. Mm. <laughs> don't Oi. demand, Oi. like, oh, what film camera you use, huh? blah, 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 what settings? No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't, la, I wouldn't, mm. and I don't recommend people doing that because it's pretty rude, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. so just say kind words 
and mm. see where the conversation leads you. Mm. Yeah. For me, I I run events mm. Mm, because uh, I know that custom shoes are. I don't think I'll make any sales for that day lah because it takes a lot of uh, decision making. Mm. So people won't pay me money on it. Ah. On the spot. So usually my events, if I run it, uh, it's just for building connections, making mm. more friends, and then I need get to meet my neighbor vendor or whoever. And yeah. yeah, sometimes it's like that as well. Like, yeah, I think the key thing is just showing up. Yeah, just showing up. Yeah, just uh sharing what you do and showing up, mm. no matter how you feel about your work. Yeah. Because we always start somewhere, right? Yeah. Like my previous if you if you scroll back at my six years ago go and behold stuff, mm. they look like shit. <laughs> 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 I still leave it up there okay, because okay. like it's mm. it's the uh it's it shows my growth as well, like as mm. a brand. So I leave it there la. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this kind of offline events also meet up. And you can even discuss about collaborations, and then mm. it goes on. The list goes on, and see what you can, any ideas other people have, and then yeah. work with you. And actually, sometimes photographers, like for example, you don't even have to work with photographers. Mm-hmm. As a photographer, you can work with a fine artist mm-hmm. or like a dancer, mm-hmm. and things gets more interesting mm-hmm. because sometimes when two people of the different spheres or like different. Uh, medium while working style work together like mm. there are new things that will come up mm-hmm. and it's much more interesting it's mm-hmm. like food combinations mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like try different things mm-hmm. and like you know fusion food you have different food combinations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just like you will never know which mixing which two together will actually create unique mm-hmm. works that it could be your niche as well mm-hmm. yeah that is how people know you like being unique and having personality in things mm-hmm. Then how do you fund your business when you first started out? Eh, because when I first started out, I didn't have a studio. My studio only happens like maybe a year plus ago. So previously, um, I've been freelancing design jobs. Mm. I've been doing uh food photography. Uh, no, not food photography. Food styling, mm. commercial styling, prop styling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is where I earn my money. And then I fund it to the brand mm, yeah okay so everything is no no capital funding yeah, <laughs> so yeah, everything yeah, you did yeah. everything your own yeah mm. do your yeah. parents help you no because Luke is the issue like I choose yeah yeah I chose this route and then um I don't think it makes sense to use my parents' money. Mm. And they already funded my school fees. Mm. And when I started working, then I slowly paid them back already. Mm. Yeah. But do you love doing strategy work? Or this? Go and behold. Um, I like both. And mm. I feel that go and behold, because you are running one brand by yourself, right? Mm. So one person is like, many departments <laughs> mm, mm, mm. like you are your own marketing team you yeah, are your yeah. own logistics you are your own uh, designer you are the own maker as well mm. so um, I think the strategy part still comes in when I run my own business mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it's all the advertising skills and design skills I've learned and then I apply it to my brand mm-hmm. yeah Wow, so not. <laughs> Same for me also. 
actually yeah. same for me because along the way I also made a lot of mistakes uh. mm. doing don't know is it the not mistakes uh. I think like I don't know whether this is a good strategy or bad strategy so I just like boom just go and then when I go I have ever I have even thought that um, things like is this podcast gonna work uh. is this um creating stickers going to work mm-hmm. um, I don't know there are a lot of things still going on so I, mm. I just like fuck just do it man yeah and I think for for entrepreneurs who are just starting uh, one tip is to start with the lowest cost stuff mm. like for example I don't think I don't know but correct me if I'm wrong I think setting up a podcast if you have mm. more uh, simple tools and whatnot like using your iPhone to record mm, mm. the cost is not that high mm. so you can always try because there's not much cost involved mm. yeah and printing maybe if you want to print t-shirts you just print a small run mm. and see how it works mm. because that that was how I started also mm. yeah like do a bit see the market mm. and then see the demand mm. and see if I want to continue mm. yeah so what are the, some of the key lessons you've learned along this journey? Siong I think, uh, of course, la, depression. I started as a creative outlet then because of depression. Then after that, halfway through running this brand, I depressed again, right? So mm. it's like, of course, it's tough. And oh, one thing I want to share is that uh, no business owner have it all figured out. Mm. Like it's a lot of the time, it's really just trial and error. Yeah. And you just have to trust the process. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of things that we are doing, nobody have done it before. Mm. So there is no case study. Mm. And you just have to trust the process and do. Mm. But of course, start with low-cost things. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't just suddenly one day, oh, I want to open a studio, that kind of thing. Like, mm. start small. Mm. Sell a bit of things, see the response first, then think about opening up a studio. I had my brand for like four or five years. Mm. Then I had my studio. Mm. Yeah, so it's the long run. Like, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's not a sprint. Mm. Yeah, but what was the question again? <laughs> what are the key <laughs> lessons? Key lessons. Um, mm. Another thing That's was also... Mm, another thing is that... Uh, out of my own habit because I really, really dislike it when uh, people do the same thing as me. Mm. And I always, like my, not say always, but people tend to uh, maybe get inspired or replicate the things that I do or, or the works that I put out, right? So mm. I always make it a point to tell myself that when, when people zig, you zag. Mm. So it's like, you go different directions from other people, like. Mm. You mix new things, lah. Mm. Yeah, because that's the only way that you can stand out. Mm. Yeah, and don't um, don't be afraid to combine two very different things together. Mm. You are not the first person who said this. What thing? The zigzag Co- thing. Eh? No, combining two things into one. Right, yeah. because it's it's the very interesting part. Like mm. you can be a scientist, mm. and you go and be a chef because mm. you have that knowledge. Mm in terms of how the food works, mm. the texture and things mm. like that. So it's it's incredible to yeah. use very, very different skill sets to combine yes, it together. Yes, yes. And very little people have that. Yes, talking yeah. about scientists, H2O is water, two elements. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it's just really experimenting, and you don't have to be in a rush to learn something new mm. or keep learning. Mm. Look at the skill sets that you have that mm. already exist in you. Mm. I think that that is the that is your unique strength. Mm. Yeah, like a lot of people just want to be someone else, right? Mm. But dig deep and look inside you, mm. see what you have, mm. and because all these things are what other people don't have. Mm. And when you run your business this way, you are gonna be successful. Mm. Yeah. Hey, <笑>真的被我的认真吓到了对啊对啊对啊哇真的是<笑><笑><笑> Yeah. yeah, so you are the you are the bridge to the to the messages that we are putting out. Yeah. You feel her impressed. Wow, you are, you are, well, I suddenly stunned like, You can see any tagline is uh I'm the bridge. Wow, wait, 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 let me take tissue and try my I got I, I just I, I got take a roll of toilet paper from Skate <laughs> Toilet in case I cry. Serious ah? I really need it's in my bag. <laughs> I don't want to go toilet. Because <laughs> I always say, say things that I cry on, okay, so okay, I okay, prepare. Okay. okay, I don't think you'll cry like all, all my questions. Yeah. Okay, how do you stay motivated and innovative in this competitive market? Uh, I do have times where I uh, tell myself, like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> 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 like fuck. <la. laughs> Just rest. La. I don't want to think about this anymore. And mm. I feel it's essential to actually allow yourself to marinate on certain ideas or mm. your next step first. Mm. Yeah, so um, many years back, I used to be the go, go, go and chong, chong, chong. I don't even sit down to think about or reflect about, oh, um, this commission, this client, is it worth it? Is it right? Mm. And whatnot. And I work myself to the point that um, I have back-to-back clients and workshops. I burned out a lot. I was on three hours of sleep. Mm. Uh, not also three hours of sleep, but it's very different. Mm. Like, um, that time I was just back to back and I was, at one point I was working like four jobs. <laughs> what? Yeah, that means like commercial styling, uh, two f- uh, two freelance design jobs and go and behold. Mm. And go and behold have different segments as well, right? Yeah. Like hosting workshops, commission works and mm. whatnot. So mm. that was a lot. Mm. And the back to back is like maybe three weeks straight. Wow. Or even like a few months straight, that kind. Mm. Mm. No wonder I burn out. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, so what was the question? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> How to stay motivated in your way? I feel is you rest. Mm. Yeah, you rest so that you have enough strength to hustle. So I see my life into uh, I, I see my life in two parts now. Mm. One one segment is called hustle. Mm. And the other segment is called hibernation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with enough hibernation time, 
I will have the strength to hustle. Mm. So um, I recently came across this quote that I really like. Uh, it's um, because people always beat themselves up when they're resting, right? Mm. But what if you ask yourself, have I rested enough to do great works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of like, why am I so lazy and things like that? I used to think this way, mm. but now I just own my rest. I own my laziness. Mm. I've been for shows for like four days. Mm. Then I work for like five days straight. Mm. Yeah. And that's how I work best. Lah. Different mm. people different, but this is how I work best. Yeah. Mm. I also work like that. Yeah. I've been playing my Zelda. So all the shoes get delayed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Also, I'm also facing a bit of time crunch in terms of my, uh, my pre-orders. But mm. yeah, we will just get it done because, like, as creative, I yeah. think, uh, feeding our playfulness is very important. Mm. Yeah. So you need to feed your playfulness. You need to play enough. Then mm. you work. Mm. You cannot, like, feel that you are in a jail like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like very yeah, I need to do this, do that. Then just rest first, play enough first. You will willingly go and work one. Mm-hmm. Don't like you work, 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 and then you deprive yourself from playing, mm. and then your brain will stop. No, will clock uh, okay. because you don't rest enough. You don't play enough. Mm. Then the creative brain just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It you cannot. To- how you call that? Then la? your brain slow also, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain slow, like, start to get a bit of... Stuck lah, creative block lor. Yeah, stuck there lor. Like, uh, everything's like flatline one. Yeah, so think of like resting and playing, exploring, as just nourishing your creative soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the next question? <laughs> you answer all my questions already. Maybe this podcast only like uh, 30 minutes. Done already. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, 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 nah. Okay, you answer my question on future plan. So it's like before you even ask the question, I already answer it. Yeah, you basically answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you the mic, then you just <laughs> talk. <laughs> yeah, just publish, go home, edit, publish. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> so you feel that what's wrong when it's okay to host your podcast? Can you also what okay? The thing is, you you willing to to speak with yourself? Okay. <笑>你可以嗎我不可以嗎我覺得我可以耶現在我錄這個東西我每天都自己跟自己講因為我在這邊嘛如果我沒有presence在這邊的話你會這樣這樣會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會會
to actually guide coaches, like for example, my uh, coaching classmates to start their own uh, coaching services mm. and start their own IG page because um, coaches and my SCA classmates, we really have a lot of things to share to the world, a lot of lovely, lovely messages that will make people feel less lonely. So mm. like, I love to be a part of the solution whereby uh, I can guide uh, coaches and coaches to be so actually um, design bite-sized content that uh, attracts people to read because all these messages are very important and design and branding plays a part in terms mm. of the messaging. Yeah. Because like, hmm, if the branding is not done decently, I'm not even wanting to say perfectly, but if the branding is not done decently, then the messages might get lost in the mm. pool of lots and lots of other content. So is this branding open to public? Uh, yes. Yes, it's open to public. So anyone can join. Uh, we actually have different tiers for it. Like uh, we have the masterclass mm-hmm. and then we have um, one-on-one brainstorm session. Mm-hmm. So that's like a two-hour session where you can we can brainstorm your brand strategy uh, your social media and things like that together and we also have another one which is one-on-one creative consultation mm-hmm. where you know when you um, let me review your designs your strategy and we can actually bounce ideas from there mm-hmm. yeah but if you're in doubt start with the masterclass first uh, even if you miss the live masterclass you can buy the replay oh okay yeah so and everything will be there. There are a lot of bonuses as well because um uh I understand as first time brand owners, like six years ago I was super lost, even though I was a creative. Like even having the design background, mm. I felt so lost. Mm. So I cannot imagine like my peers and you know, first time entrepreneurs without design knowledge, mm. they'll feel more lost. Because mm. they don't know where to start with, like how to actually create a brand mm. or like the look and feel, the consistency, how, how, how. Mm. There's just a lot of how, how. Like I've been receiving a lot of questions about these mm. and I'm just like uh, sorting out all these questions and thinking of the best way to actually share all this information. And the bonuses includes like, you know, font pairing, mm. uh, color combinations. So mm. it's like, plug and play you see what you like you can adapt it directly to your brand and start mm. your own social media and things like that already mm. so this master class is suitable for what kind of uh, business owner um any kind of business owners mm. but uh like how to say yeah just any anything that you want to sell mm. but Currently, I'm focusing more on like coaches and brands with social causes. Mm. But uh, among those who have signed up, right, there are also small business owners like selling earrings, mm. uh, selling like soups and whatnot. So during the masterclass, I'll actually give different examples for different niche. Mm. So just beyond like coaches and like social impact kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, last question. 
Last question. Uh, Yay! Can you share any particular milestones or breakthrough moments that significantly impacted the growth of your creative business for six years? Wow. The last question is so... Um, I can't pinpoint a specific milestone, but I feel that every medium and every uh, material that I've played with, right, they all let me hear. Mm-hmm. And my favourite is the modern Kintsugi, which is what I'm doing now because it just wraps up everything that I believe in mm. and went through before, like, depression. And, like, uh, in the beginning, I mentioned that I love, like, works that relates to, like, social impact and things like that. Mm. So, modern Kintsugi just encompassed everything. Mm. Yeah. And I get to meet people. So, like, during workshops, uh, this morning I had a private one-to-one workshop. Mm. And um, we had a lovely time because it's just sharings of our life journey and things like that. And I really, really enjoy hosting uh, my modern Kintsugi workshops. Yeah, mm. because when I share, I, I usually share my brand story, my depression story, and that opens up a lot of conversations. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's a safe space, and mm. people are crafting, so they don't have that wall. Mm. Yeah, so I'm providing the, a safe space in my studio to actually uh, allow the space for people to talk about these things, mm. which maybe they might not be able to talk to with even their closest family member sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I think that uh, having a spa- safe space is very important when you talk about all these things. Yeah. E- and then this kind of things is not that it will get solved even if you speak up in your workplace mm. because not everyone is, or not every supervisor or whoever is trained to manage yeah. that. Yeah. For me, when I speak up that I have a depression overwork. I have having mental health issues. My boss just told me, we got so serious. Yeah, like, it, it's always it's like downplayed. Like, yeah, and it's like, uh, brush it off, uh, you get better, uh, things like that. Uh, it's, you kind of don't trust the office folks anymore. Mm. And then it changes your whole perspective when we are, when you are suffering this. But no one in the office is hearing all this. Mm. It's like, what's the purpose there? What's your purpose there? You feel yeah. very isolated. Yeah, and vulnerable yeah. especially. Yes. Yeah, and then no one understands what you're going through. Mm. I mean, it, it's very... Uh, it's hard to find a very good colleague also sometimes to mm. share. And it's important to have a very good colleague to share about all this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just feeling safe with at least one person in your circle to talk about all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. previously seven years ago I don't have la. Yeah. Like that's why now I want to be the person that I wish I had. Mm. Yeah. So I want to be that person who uh is there and make people feel less lonely in their journey. Yeah. 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 Because like I was so helpless, I was so alone. Yeah. Like when I had depression seven years ago. Yeah, this is the part that I'm gonna cry, but hi how <laughs> <laughs> last question already. Yeah, last question. Don't know. This this last question will ask a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really a, last, a lot of uh, things? Yeah. 
Is that really the last question? Let me scroll back. You have so many questions. No, you already answered everything already, my dear. One answer is like answer all the questions, you know. I'm like a broken record. Yeah, it's like I, I just <laughs> give you... Ging, I don't even need to give you all the questions. I give you one question. How did you start your goal and behold? Boom. Uh-huh. End of the podcast. <laughs> no, because I always like to law lilo so give people context and whatnot. And, mm. and I feel that the sh- sharing the story in totality actually will help people uh, understand mm. all the ups and downs yeah it's just like an overview of the things though. because within six years I don't think any brand changed mm. <laughs> so much mm. yeah like from concrete to like curating home decor mm. to Jasmine like then to modern Kinsugi and oh yeah if I can share one thing to business owners right is that um your business will look different every season and it's okay. What do I mean by every season? <laughs> every season that means like you know you can do different things at different stages of your mm-hmm. business because mm-hmm. your business grows and uh, transforms with you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um like I could have chose to do concrete for six years. Mm. But if it doesn't speak to me then I move on and that's okay. Mm. Like, the toughest medium for me to switch was switching from Jasmineite mm. to Modern Kintsugi because uh, when I was doing Jasmineite, I gained a lot of followers. Mm. Yeah, my follower increased from like, I think from 2,000, 3,000 to like 6,000, 7,000 kind. Mm. Yeah, so like... 7,000 uh. I have 700 yeah. only. Okay, end on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay, but now... now <laughs> No, that was back yeah. then. Then uh. now, now it's about nine thousand. But mm. um, so modest. It's <laughs> I I I feel a mm. bit stuck, but mm. I know that the number of followers is not everything. And mm, and right. imagine, okay, one one thing also is like imagine nine hundred people mm. standing right in front of you, mm. the the massiveness of it. Mm. Yeah, and they are not just like numbers and datas anymore. If imagine just like real life people. Nine nine hundred of them. So that's impactful, right? So like for yeah, business owners, mm. yeah, for business owners who uh, are trying to grow their audience or uh their following, just remember that even thirty people standing in your living room <laughs> mm. feels like a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. So it's all about perspective, right? On screen you just see that number. Mm. But you imagine thirty real life living, breathing human mm. standing in front of you supporting your works. Mm. That will that will make you feel very different and view the number very differently. Yeah. Actually yeah. um last week I went through the episode with my cousin, Salary Man. He says mm-hmm. that after it grew, now currently how many, how many people is it? You check now. You check now. Show a lot on. He says that now it is a lot that he starts to feel a bit of imposter syndrome. Maybe. Oh, and then you cannot keep up with who is engaging to which content of yours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, now he has like almost four hundred k. Wow. So he can wow manage. The, the stress so he starts to get a bit of imposter syndrome uh, and also yeah. I think it's quite scary to have a lot of followers because yeah. anything wrong you say 
will just be screenshotted and used against you yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. somehow. E- even now, I have like how many am I have? I seven hundred ninety only. Uh huh. Or seven hundred forty nine. Jesus. <laughs> I think it's quite I'm scary, so you know. <laughs> I'm so yeah, I think it's sometimes. quite scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah. Just imagine each of your follower as a living, breathing human standing right in front of you. Then you will never feel that you will need more followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you need a lot of followers, then you need to rent indoor stadium already. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift. Uh. <laughs> yeah, lo. Yeah. So, Taylor I mean, so we need Swift. <laughs> <laughs> 30 people is already enough to for you to feel the impact of mm. humans. And, you know, it's just a lot already. 30 is a lot already. Yeah. Mm. Wow, I have super, super last question. Ah. What are your future plans and aspirations? I don't really plan plan things. You don't like, plan one, right? I don't like I just go wherever direction that sparks me joy. Uh, and like mm. always chase for a neat shiny object. <laughs> <laughs> like things that things that interest me. Like for example I love to uh experiment with different mediums, different craft, right? So mm. um I have something that I wish to keep under the wraps first because like, you know, sometimes when you do certain things, then all eyes are on you, then, you know. Oh. Yeah, but one thing is uh, I want to combine like uh, art, like my modern kintsugi and also coaching together. I think mm. that would be really interesting. Mm. Like uh, this morning when I hosted a workshop with this uh, workshop participant, she actually shared with me that, hey, why not you work with therapists and counsellors? Mm. And I think that would be the first also for you. Right. And yeah. I think it's I think it's beautiful mix of uh the things because like the Kinsugi lines symbolizes highlighting your struggles mm. or the flaws that you think you have. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very healing process. So imagine wrapping up a coaching session, a therapy session, or a counseling session with a modern Kinsugi workshop and you have that very piece that you crafted and fixed back together mm-hmm. as a piece to take home as mm-hmm. a little reminder for you mm-hmm. like I read this one um, I read at this one forum is that some people use uh, modern kintsugi in therapy as well mm. yeah and um, this guy placed the modern kintsugi piece on his bedside and mm. it always reminds him of his journey and how far he has come wow. yeah so it's like uh, turning the therapy or like coaching session into something tangible mm. that you can touch and feel mm. yeah mm. I think that that actually helps people a lot oh I want to share another thing mm, right. <laughs> yes think, thinking of that I I, uh, I want to share another story is that one of the workshop participants that came to my workshop she actually bought the workshop for herself mm-hmm. uh, for completing her grief therapy. Wow. Yeah, so it's like... So this is like creativity and a bit of life coaching yes. together. Yes, mm. yeah. And I think there are no other mediums that are more fitting to mix coaching together. Mm. To me, la, in mm. my own eyes, because mm. you literally have to sit down and fix all the broken pieces back together. And you know and you know that when you have patience and kindness with yourself, you can always fix everything back. Mm. Yeah. And um we also created a new workshop whereby you mix in different designs mm. 
mm. of the broken pieces. Mm. So I think this one needs visual example, but let me try to explain. It's called Yobisugi, so you guys can check it out. Mm. Um, it's like, you know, if you have a missing piece, right, you mm. can use another broken piece from another wear. Like, for example, a Peranakan bowl. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, fixed with a solid colored bowl. Mm. Yeah, because it symbolizes that uh, when things are broken, right, we don't really have to fix it perfectly and have fixed, it. Eh. That's called zheng. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like make it back to how it used uh, to look like. Uh. You can always add new things to it. Give it a newer list of life mm. and add more personality to it. Yeah, mm. it's zheng. Lor. It's really like zheng. Mm. Like you add your personality or character to it. Mm. Yeah. Don't know why it came out with Envision. Uh. The Mitsubishi at the back put spoiler, then new body car kit. <laughs> so <laughs> Mix everything together. Yeah, mix everything together. Car mechanic. <laughs> you can what? Like that like it goes it goes back to what we mentioned before, like mix two completely different things together and mm. see where it yes, leads you, right? It still goes back yeah. to the idea. And I love mixing very different things together mm. like I have this bangle uh, one of my products is the bangle right I mix like porcelain bits uh, porcelain broken bangles with like uh, resin bangles mm, mm. yeah so it's like mixed medium I really really love it mm, mm. and that's like the top selling thing as well which I have to make the pre-orders <laughs> wow, <really? laughs> to fulfill the pre-orders how, how many orders do you have for that? Uh, actually not much I think about 16 so I have to make uh, I have to make 16 Kintsugi bangles but imagine everything handmade mm. <laughs> that is yeah that is quite a bit of work mm. but I enjoy what I'm doing la. <laughs> but stress la, stress but you still enjoy it right? yeah I prefer teaching workshops because workshops I only do mm. one piece <laughs> yeah true true, true, true. <laughs> and I teach two hours sometimes it's like 30 packs yeah yeah but when you make products then you know like one full day or like yeah a few hours, right? But yeah. you have to make 16 pieces, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I might open up workshops also in the future. But hey, you can use my studio space. <laughs> See how it Hugh goes. View. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> Hugh view. I mean, you can start with low cost first. Okay, the, the problem is right now, my place is very far. Uh, I don't know people will come. Uh. I've tried a few times. Hillview is really turn on your own lighter. Yeah. And then okay. I have a cafe upstairs also. I mean, not mine lah. Oh. <laughs> My neighbor got mm. upstairs. And then when you rent with me, it'll be cheaper than usual. Like like what I mentioned, right? Keep mm. your cost low. Mm. So you just start and see where it leads you first. The mm. location rental, you don't have to worry too much about it. I won't charge you super expensive also. Not yeah. one arm, not one lever. No <laughs> la. <laughs> what would I want to do with your lever also? I don't know how to... I don't know, eat it. Chow <laughs> Oh my god, it directly jacks <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I think this one you'll cut at the trailer. No, I don't think I'll need to cut this episode except you standing up and take, adjusting the phone on it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it just flows like that. Yeah. One um, hour already. Yeah. About one hour. Yeah. Wow, this is how it's sure. Yeah, how it's sure. <laughs> so anything else you want to say before I close this episode? Uh... I think I've been leaving like nuggets of uh nuggets of inspiration uh bits and pieces throughout this podcast. So I don't think I've 
anything else to add you will you will put my IG handle and whatnot on the description right I will put lah <laughs> I will put at home address yeah, yeah. also <laughs> <laughs> what else you want to put bank account on that transfer my money uh, <laughs> also can lah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I don't uh, have to mention like all these uh, like IG handles and whatnot. I don't think I have anything uh, else mention, to add. Go huh? and behold. Uh, yeah, yeah, mention, yeah. Uh. So uh, I have two brands. Uh. <laughs> Gold and Behold and Brilliant Being Collective. Mm. Uh, yeah, we and we'll, 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 we'll put the link <laughs> on yeah, the description. Can I put the link on the description? Okay, you know, just add small, small. Okay, yeah, I think Spotify can okay, no, it's not even clickable. You just say Instagram, then colon, at go and behold, you can. At least the handle is there. Because if I was talking, I think people don't understand. Or they don't, okay, they, okay, don't okay. they cannot hear my thing properly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they wrong. They, they type O and behold. It's like a old man. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. What else? Uh, oh, I want to thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're 嗯, you know, STB Dr. Chi, that's why. Mm. Uh, invite Kit Chan as well, Kit Chan. <laughs> like, oh. don't invite Kit Chan, you invite. Uh. <laughs> what, 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 <笑>我想了我就抖了不是什么这个是 第一集我是不是最好笑的对我还要做12episode所以如果你在家看那孙燕姿啦那你等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等下等
HDFU Goods or HDFU underscore live on IG. Um, LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn account, lah, but um, I hardly update there. So, yeah. See ya. See bye. ya. Bye-bye.